What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, as we fly off into space and <laughs> meet some aliens? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> make some out-of-this-world homies, potentially? Uh, that's the goal today. Because we're, let's talk about space, baby. Let's talk about space, baby. Let's, let's talk about you and me. me. Oh, you got it. She knows. Oh. She knows. Oh, I think we all, uh, I think wink, wink. We all know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that this is our first alien movie, but it's not. Technically, Grabbers was our first alien movie. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. However, this is probably our first uh, alien movie in the sense that this is more of the... What's the word I'm looking for? This is more of the type of alien that I think most people think of as far as, like, you know, the abduction sense and that more straightforward ufo type sighting movie yeah less cloverfield more independence day on this Ooh. one all right <laughs> straight off the dome that was good that was a very very good <laughs> comparison <laughs> thank you i get one per year homies one per year we in there well we used that up early huh it's only april <laughs> but uh today we are talking about the movie the fourth kind which came out in 2009. This movie was a heavily requested one. My my boyfriend requested two movies when we just like when we decided to make this podcast, there were only two movies that he asked me to talk about and The Fourth Kind was one of them. Mainly because I had never watched this movie before. I don't know if this was a first time watch for you, but it it was for me. I honestly don't remember because I remember the found footage stuff from the movie and I don't but I don't remember if that's from seeing the trailers back in the day or if that's from actually watching the movie regardless right. this time watching it I didn't remember anything that was happening so it was as if it was a fresh watch even if I've seen it before mm -hmm. which is fair because I did go back and look at this trailer after watching the movie because I do remember seeing this advertised mm -hmm. and I just wanted to go and look and see if you know I remembered it the way that I thought I did and a lot of the found footage quote-unquote found footage from this movie is used in the trailer so that's a possibility because I had a similar feeling where I I obviously knew I had never watched this movie before, but there are a couple of scenes where as soon as I saw something in them, it kind of sparked a memory in my brain. And mm -hmm. I think it was because of the trailer. Interesting. Like the it small aspects that they used in it, like completely made me just remember that one moment in the movie. It's so strange how... 
both of us may or may not have seen things from this movie, but for whatever reason, we just can't remember what um, happened in the film, you know? Aliens? Confirmed? It's just like, I, re- I distinctly remember the white owl part of it, but the rest of it, I'm kind of oh, like really? drawing a blank. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Wow. Hmm. We'll have to dive into this deeper, homies, <laughs> on the next episode of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> and input, uh, Erica editing input, Unsolved Mysteries music. <laughs> <laughs> Just a friendly reminder to myself. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a heads up. Um, but I would love to have a little quick discussion with you about aliens slash uh, alien movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just, you know, we talked about it a little bit in our Grabbers episode, but obviously that is like a little bit more on the comedic side. Of right. aliens. But I am interested in knowing your thoughts on aliens and UFOs and all of that in general. Well, for me, I think I'm mostly a skeptic when it comes to the whole like alien thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things that I know a lot of people give it a lot of thought. I don't really like I don't really <laughs> I just don't really think about it that much. On a personal level, I think I believe that The universe is very large, and it would be very strange if we were the only living organisms within it, right? That much, I'm okay with believing, but the idea of aliens coming to Earth and, like, abducting people or doing all that stuff, like, I I think I'm very much in the skeptical side of things. However... The government does a great job in, like, having little things that that does make you wonder. You know, like growing up thinking about Area 51 and all that stuff has always been like a thing that me and the friends did for fun. But I don't think we ever took very seriously, though. I I'm very happy that the raid on Area 51 was canceled for the record. (laughs) However, I forgot that that happened. (laughs) Right. People forget about that. Like, I'm I'm happy that it didn't happen because that could have gone really, really bad. However, there is a part of me. That wanted to see the timeline where a bunch of internet nerds all ninja ran their way towards Area 51 just to <laughs> see, just to see what would have happened. Um, spoiler alert, it would have been very bad. But right, right. <laughs> I did think the idea itself was funny. But as far as aliens go, um, I, I've never experienced anything, nor do I know anybody who's had an alien-like experience. So currently, I'm in the land of the skeptics. But what about you? Okay. Um, so, look, as Lil Dicky once said, there are infinite galaxies, why would we be the anomaly? Um, I quote. Um, but I agree with that. I do think that the, the space is so vast and so much of it is unfathomable to us. And so out of the realm of even being explored. I have a hard time believing that, you know, there is no life out there. Mm -hmm. What I will say, though, is I do think that that life can come in many different forms because even a small, you know, small little microscopic organism can be life. 
And that could be, an, you know, that could also be an alien. I don't, I'm, I'm aware that there is a difference between life and intelligent life. However, if we have the possibility to have life up there, what's to say that, you know, that can't be in many forms? When I imagine aliens, I don't necessarily see them in the way that most people do, which is maybe why it's hard for me sometimes. I Sometimes I envision them like the size of a leaf and they're really small. And mm-hmm. then other times I envision them and they're huge blobs, shapeless, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like all of these different things. And so I see aliens in completely different ways than I think they're normally portrayed in movies or that no- people normally describe them. I feel like people normally describe them as like human-like with just distorted features. And sometimes it's hard for me to accept that and take that seriously because it's like the deep ocean, how everything down there looks different and has adapted to survive down there. And we haven't really gotten to explore down there completely. Mm -hmm. I think of space in the same way. Like why wouldn't aliens look more like that and not like how humans describe them, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do know people that have, you know, said that they have had UFO sightings, which is another hard thing. It's just such a hard thing to prove because there can be weird things in the sky, but who's to say that it's not man-made or who's to say that you didn't see something and think that it was, you know, a UFO, but maybe it was just a foggy day and you saw like a weird space or a weird airplane or something. And I also think that it's hard when you hear stories of people who have, who say they've been abducted by aliens because you could really say anything and we don't know, like you could tell me anything and I don't have anything to deny that that's true, but you also don't have any proof that that's real. Mm -hmm. And so now you're just kind of at this stalemate. I feel like it's hard not to be a skeptic, but at the same time, I'm a believer, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I am a believer, but with a question mark, because I believe that there is life out there in some way, shape or form, but I do have a hard time believing I have to question people's recollections of things like that because I don't think that they happen the way that people necessarily explain they happen. It sounds too Hollywood to me. Yeah, like something like that's usually embellished in one way, shape, or form. And I would say that the one bit of um, conspiracy that I would buy into is the idea that if we did ever have interstellar visitors here on the planet that the powers that be would do their damnedest to make sure that we had no idea that it happened. So that little bit of conspiracy, I do believe, you know, like if there were aliens, yeah, they probably are at area 51 because they don't want us to go in there. Um, But it's a lot of, we don't know, right? That's the, that's the whole allure of aliens and what is because it's stuff that we don't know, stuff that we can't comprehend um, until somebody, you know, over coffee one day says, yeah, last night, um, this alien took me up into the sky and they, uh, 
put a metal Yahoo in my Yahoo, and I right. uh, and I've never been the same since. Right. It's like I I agree with that. I will say I do think that of people it would want they would want to keep it hidden because I do think that that would create pandemonium mm-hmm. <laughs> in the world if everyone knew. Um, but at the same time. I have to wonder, I love, I love in alien movies, the scariest part to me is if there is an abduction scene. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Fire in the Sky. Um, I, I have remember, I haven't seen that one, but continue. Well, it's, it's based very, very loosely. It's like Hollywood embellished, right? Mm-hmm. But it's based on this guy's recounting of being abducted by aliens. I remember very little about that movie, but the abduction scene in it was very, very scary to me. And I do think there's like a a fear of being taken by these unknown forces and your body just being experimented on. Right. And but I also have to wonder, I'm like, what? Why do they like we're what from us would they <laughs> like? <laughs> Uh, we're pretty humans as a species are pretty easily broken. We are don't get me wrong, obviously we're advanced, but I would wonder what they would be interested in in our bodies because I'm sure for them they're like so far advanced compared to what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always wonder, I'm like, what are they? What do you want? What are they looking for? Like, what are they probing for? Like, what, Maybe in our brains. What do you think's in there, dude? <laughs> yeah, like, what are they, what kind of tools would they have? I, you know, if there are aliens, I'm personally hoping for, like, the solar opposites kind. Like, I want, I want the aliens that are just coming to Earth, you know, want to experience what the Earth lifestyle is like, and they're just trying to make friends and go to Denny's. You know, that's the kind of aliens that I want oh to meet. Don't take an alien to Denny's. <laughs> That's not. Uh, to, I love Denny's. Uh, Denny's is one of my <laughs> one of my favorite restaurants. As crazy as that sounds, that's not a sentence you hear often. <laughs> it's really not. I didn't realize so many people dislike Denny's until not that long ago. But I wouldn't take them to Denny's, for sure. Not. I don't think that that would be a good. <laughs> Presentation of they get the real they get the real earthling experience, right? Not that elaborate embellished stuff, not the not the top of the line like caviar and all that. Like, nah, you go down to the source, baby. You go to that 2 a.m. Denny's, (laughs) get Ralph to make you a a bacon grand slam or whatever they're called. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. They want the authentic experience. But if that's the case, we might as well take them through McDonald's. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue this discussion a little bit once we go through the plot, because like I said, this movie definitely does focus more on that aspect of aliens rather than the fantastical idea of like fighting off aliens a la you know independence day or the thing or whatever um so if you would be so inclined would you like to jet us off to the plot sounds good so homies as always we are entering into spoiler territory so you have been warned but this week we are talking about The Fourth Kind, which was directed by Ula Tunde, 
Usan Sanmi, starring Mila Jovovich and Will Patton. Life has been difficult for Dr. Abigail Tyler after the mysterious murder of her husband, Will, who was looking into a strange phenomenon happening to the residents of Nome, Alaska. Abby, a psychologist skilled in hypnotherapy, continues her late husband's work. She recounts in a Chapman University interview, three separate patients sharing a similar story of a white owl visiting them in the dead of night, along with unknown creatures breaking into their home. One of the patients, Tommy, relives his experience through hypnosis. But things take a turn when he returns home the same night and murders his entire family. Abby believes her patients may be experiencing non-human kidnapping and enlists the help of her colleague Abel, an ancient language specialist, Dr. Udasami. And once they discover that Abby too may be a victim of these kidnappings, it's a race against the clock to solve the mystery of the white owl. Insert skeptical sheriffs, floating people, and real found footage never seen before here. Our film concludes with Abby attempting to make contact with the non-humans and save the people of Nome and her family. Also, convenient camera freakout is very convenient. Roll credits. Okay. So I'm just going to very quickly run us through some little fast facts about Nome. Oh, please do. Please do. Okay. So Nome, Alaska is a small, remote Alaskan town. And between 1960 and from 1960 through 2004, 24 people have gone missing from Nome, which to most people probably doesn't sound like very much, but Nome has less than 4,000 people living in it. So when you like, you know, put together that figure, it's a bit alarming, especially because Nome is isolated. You can't just drive to Nome. You can fly into Nome. And, you know, once so once you're there, you're there. Unless you, like, <laughs> hop on a flight and get back out. So it's a very small community, and it also apparently has the most reported UFO sightings is from Nome, Alaska. So, okay. obviously, you know, there's a lot of talk about UFO possibly abductions there. So you mix these tales of UFO sightings with these missing people and these unsolved mysteries and you get some stories that can be used and mixed into this movie, The Fourth Kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what what were your initial thoughts on this movie? Because I will say <laughs> I wasn't ex- when this movie first started. Mm-hmm. I was unprepared when Mila Jovovich walked up to the camera and said, <laughs> "Hi, I'm actress Mila Jovovich." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I 
what's going on? <laughs> it was, I just was taken aback. I felt like I was in those commercials where, act, like, you know, when actors are like, please donate to, <laughs> and like Sarah McLaughlin's playing in the background. That's what it felt like. But she was like in the woods or had a green, you know, a woods background and she walked up out of this light. And she basically introduces herself and says that she is going to be playing um, Dr. Abigail Tyler in the reenactments. She is playing her. And, you know, she says some of what you may see here is might be shocking and et cetera, et cetera. And then the movie starts. I am actress Mila Jovovich, and I will be portraying Dr. Abigail Tyler in The Fourth Kind. This film is a dramatization of events that occurred October 1st through the 9th of 2000 in the northern Alaskan town of Nome. To better explain the events of the story, the director has included actual archive footage throughout the film. This footage was acquired from Nome psychologist Dr. Abigail Tyler, who has personally documented over 65 hours of video and audio materials during the time of the incident. To better protect their privacy, we have changed the names and professions of many of the people involved. Every dramatized scene in this movie is supported by either archived audio, video, or as it was related by Dr. Tyler during extensive interviews with the director. In the end, what you believe is yours to decide. Please be advised that some of what you're about to see is extremely disturbing. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting when that happened. I had no idea what the rest of the movie was going to be. And I wasn't I thought from particularly from when I went back and rewatched the trailer, I understood more why I felt this way. I didn't realize that it was going to be side by side. Mhm. In the sense of we see the actual Abigail Taylor, and then at the same time we see Mila portraying Abigail Taylor, and they are cut in half in the screen, side by side, talking at the exact same time. And it doesn't do that throughout the entire movie, but it did it a lot more than I was expecting it to. Right, 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 right. It threw me off. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it really threw me off. <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing they did. Yeah, that shit threw me the fuck <laughs> I off, was dude. thrown the fuck <laughs> off the ship. Drowning I was because I just wasn't expecting it to be that way. And I don't know how I felt about it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that choice yeah it's a it, it was a very interesting bold choice bold choice to do uh because this movie is this movie takes itself very seriously and it um you know for better or worse through from beginning to end this movie takes everything that it's saying and takes it very seriously and i will say <laughs> that <laughs> i was trying to like collect my thoughts here like i will say that i think this film is um and like a lot of other found footage films too is this film is best viewed under the impression that everything that you are about to see is actually true. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not it is, is going to be you know up for debate after watching the actual film. But I think going into movies like this, if you want to get the full enjoyment out of it, if you want to, if you really want to like immerse yourself in the world, um, and I do suggest this for like all found footage films, it's just for that hour and a half, just pretend 
that everything that you're seeing is real and kind of go from there. And mm-hmm. from that perspective, from that perspective, um, I, you know, I didn't actually mind the side-by-side stuff. Uh, I think that for what they were going for, it worked for me to see the actual footage alongside the movie footage because they, I mean, they set it up. They preface it that they're doing reenactments of all this stuff. And I think using the archived footage as a place to ground the movie helped out for me and my viewing experience of it. Um, It is a very, it's a cool concept. And after I got over that first initial jarring feeling about it, I kind of did like it. But I do also feel as though I don't know if I liked it happening throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of my biggest issues with the movie is I'm just not entirely sure if the way that they told the story was the best way of telling right. the story. Um, because I really actually like the story. I just... It just doesn't ever really feel like they completely caught their footing. I don't know if they ever really knew what they wanted and stuck to it. Because even in times when we're not having that side-by-side footage, Mm -hmm. the way that things are shot is a little bit confusing to me. I don't know if you felt that same way. But like, because sometimes we get this shaky cam perspective and it almost feels like someone is actively shooting it particularly in the scene with the sheriff and abigail Mm -hmm. it's like a shake it's like someone is holding the camera and they're kind of moving it around and but then in other shots we get these very still shots where you know it's like it pans from one person to the next person and it's a much more calculated way of shooting it Mm -hmm. and it just seemed like almost in every scene they were just trying something. Yeah, new. I could, <laughs> you know, I I actually get what you're saying. I I definitely get what you're saying. I think for me with this film, because one of the first notes that I actually wrote down is for how old the movie is, it actually looked really good to me in a lot of oh, places. Yeah. I agree with not, that. Yeah, like not everywhere because I agree with you. I think the shooting style and the cinematography in this movie is inconsistent. I think certain times it works really well and other times it doesn't. Um, but when it does work well, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Like I really loved, uh, I think you were kind of mentioning it, the panning shot between Abigail and the three different patients as she's going through the three stories and we're seeing the similarities there. I really enjoyed what they did with that shot in particular. And the intro shot, although kind of silly, and very reminiscent of Unsolved Mysteries. I liked it. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> I I liked it. It was cheesy, but I was here for it. It put me in the mood for the rest of the movie. Um, but I agree with the notion that the way it's shot changes a lot through the movie. And I think that doesn't help it. I, yeah. I think they needed to find a some layer of consistency between the different parts and to stick with it. Um because we already have it's already it's already jarring enough that we're jumping between like documentary to reenactment to actual found footage like that's jarring enough as it is um having the also 
cinematography and consistencies, I think, makes it even more difficult to follow along with a story because we also have those like really artsy insert shots that they like to put in like occasionally of like the white owl and like the extra extraterrestrial things that are happening right yeah or like the northern lights passing by like those shots are beautiful but they feel a little bit out of place when you then also get shots of like i don't know we got that shot where we got really close into her ear i was like is what is this osmosis jones or we got to go inside <laughs> of her body it was bizarre I, you know that in juxtaposition with these other shots it almost feels like it could be from two separate movies but it would have been interesting to see this movie in a more clear through line in the sense of if the times, the only times when we really cut to that camera footage perspective is when she was actually recording. So when she's actually recording her patients, then we cut to that. And then maybe we could cut between, you know, the actor interpretation of it and then the real footage. And then we cut back to normal. Yeah. Um, Did you, well, my question is, do you think that we needed the reenactments for those scenes at all? Or do you think that that was just excessive? Gosh, see, that's where it gets hard because those scenes were some of my favorite scenes. And I almost wish that we had more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of, for some reason, those scenes I think worked the best for me with that split. The scenes that didn't work for me were the ones where it was Abigail talking and then we saw her talking at the same time and like she's just you know sitting and talking and nothing's really happening those were the ones that I thought weren't necessary because nothing was happening in those Mm -hmm. but the ones where they were being hypnotized and they were actively having an experience or having some intense reaction it was kind of not it was kind of cool to see it jump between you know, the actual footage and then them reenacting it. And because it was, I don't know, it was kind of cool to be like, oh my God, it's it's the same. It's basically the same. <laughs> They're doing so good. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, I didn't, I would have, I would have been okay with keeping those and cutting the ones with Abigail. Personally. I, I, yeah, I get that. Because a lot of this movie, kinda, more so than watching a movie, it kind of feels like you're watching a Netflix documentary. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like this, this felt like something which I did like watch this like late at night, like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So it was kind of like the, uh, you know, you're in your pajamas getting ready for bed. You want to just throw on an unsolved mysteries thing. That's what this felt like. Um, but uh, slightly, slightly prettier, you know, with a little bit more polish, but they still shot it in a very similar way. Um, a question to you is did, did having the real Abigail um, and the um, setup with the Chapman University interview, did that help for you? Or do you think that that um, took away from the movie? And she hurt me a little bit. Yeah. She, she did a little bit. Only because it looked so weird. In comparison to everything else, it looked the most fake. Mm-hmm. I... I don't know what it was about it. And I know that it was because they were trying to make it look older, that footage itself, to make it look older. Mm-hmm. 
But something about it, every time it cut to that, and it would <laughs> it would be, you know, him asking her questions, something about it just seemed really cheesy. Mm-hmm. And it almost felt like it didn't quite fit as much as I wanted it to. And, and I wouldn't have minded it if maybe we got that at the beginning and then got it again at the end. But having it so much throughout, it would take me out every time it would go back to... Uh, dude, I don't know. It was just something about the way... It just felt like a set, like a... <laughs> I don't know, like a... Jerry Springer was going to walk out and then <laughs> everything was going to go to chaos. The way that it was set up was just very strange. That's fair. I, yeah, that's fair. What are for your me, thoughts? For me, like, I didn't mind it so much in that regard where, like, I was taken out by the actual setting itself. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest con of it for me is the constant reminder that Mila isn't the real Abigail. Gotcha. I think for immersion purposes, it kind of took me out every time. And after after they do it like twice, I I readjusted my brain to watching the movie in that fashion. However, it's just like the movie, because it's relying so heavy, heavily on this real footage to anchor it down, it's constantly reminding you that the um, reenactment portions are not true. And it's kind of unfortunate because I do think there are some great performances in the reenactment bits um that almost get overshadowed by the actual footage because like you want to watch the reenactment for the good acting and how well they're giving justice to the scene but then you also want to watch the actual footage to see what happens so like a lot of times with those split screen moments it's very cool to have both things on the screen at once to get like both POVs however there were times where I had to kind of make a make a choice about which one I wanted to actually watch Mm -hmm. it's like did I want to watch the thing happen in real time or did I want to watch the more dramatic take on the situation right that yeah I I get what you mean one one of those moments but it also is my probably my favorite moment in the movie well one of them is the scene with um Tommy where mm-hmm. he's he has his family and he's mm-hmm. holding them hostage that's the scene where they use it the most cuz it's like four of them it's yeah it's like two of the reenactment and then two of the real footage so there's four different things that you could be watching at one time i liked it in that moment because i felt it really built up the tension and worked for me in that one moment Mm -hmm. but if they had tried to do that anywhere else it probably would have been way too much yeah but another moment like that too is the one with scott when he is in the office because i do think that that act the reenactment actor is he is selling it i mean yeah, he does he does a great job he does a Uh. great job he looks very very much like something is being done to his body and like he's recalling this horrible event and she lets him she hasn't hypnotized she's letting him basically choke on his own spit before she's finally like all right i'm gonna wake you up (laughs) right she wakes him up he runs over and he throws up some thick ass oatmeal didn't didn't look i was like what is that 
What did he eat <laughs> for breakfast? <laughs> did you just eat straight peas, my guy? Yeah, is just, that all you like, had for breakfast? Why is it so thick? I ain't never seen him throw up that thick. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's been through something for sure. <laughs> but um, she has she has a habit of doing that, of like hypnotizing people, and only once they're basically in the middle of the worst moment of their life, she's like, I'm going to wake you up on the count of three. Mm-hmm. One. I'm like, Abigail, go! What are you, <laughs> why, why are you counting so slow? They're, they're obviously distressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that is a great scene. I think both of the scenes with Scott, that first scene where he's hypnotized in the office, and then the second time when he's in bed... Mm-hmm. And they call, and he calls her. I'm not going to lie, that scene made me jump. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I think because it's been so long since I've seen that trailer, because they do show it in the trailer, but I didn't remember that. And so when he floated off the bed and made that noise, mm-hmm. it I jumped. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, the the movie itself has some has some spooky factors to it, which even though this film, I I think it leans more towards thriller. If you're gonna really like mm-hmm. categorize, this is more of like a sci-fi thriller. But you can tell that they pulled from the horror genre, uh, especially from the from the found footage horror genre, so Paranormal Activity and all that stuff. You can see the influence in these movies, and I think they really they really come to come to fruition during the hypnosis scenes because the hypnosis scenes are very tense and you're always kind of like, okay, what's, what's about to go down. Cause I do like that for most of the hypnosis, we get the same setup where um, she, she says similar things during each hypnosis session of the like, okay, so when was the last time you had trouble sleeping? Last night, did you see the owl? Yes. Then dot, dot, dot. We're always like, it's at this point that we, the viewer, are just like, okay, what's going to happen this time? Like, this is when it gets, this is when it gets spicy. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, ooh, things are about to pop off. Mm -hmm. And they, they also, there was one, I actually really liked the uh, tape recorder bit for, for how we discover Dr. Abigail is also dealing with these abductions, the whole, like she hands off, she hands off a recording to her assistant or whatnot. And her assistant freaks out saying like, I'm not listening to that again. And then we listen back to the recording and we can literally hear Dr. Abigail getting abducted. I actually liked what they did for that scene. Mm -hmm. I did too. There were a lot of ideas within this that I liked. It's mm-hmm. just the execution of them I'm not totally sold on. Right. So, like, um, I liked that. I liked this idea that, you know, these people are being abducted and then forced to forget what happened to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a really interesting idea. And I think that it was smart to then have it be, oh, well, now you have this uh, psychologist who kind of has to force people to bring up this repressed memory and the way that people handle that, what that does to them. And I also thought that it was 
cool the whole thing with the owl and how that that's kind of the form that the aliens make you see them as because mm-hmm. i love how everyone's like oh yeah i saw this owl and then when she hypnotizes them they are always like it's not an owl it's not an owl like when they start to remember what happened they all realize that that was just kind of it's i don't know it's patronus or whatever um (laughs) (laughs) i i thought that that was really cool and really clever and i do really really like that shot of the owl when it's like looking as the camera goes around it and it's moving its head all the way around Mm mm-hmm Stuff like that, I think, is great. Um, I was a mad creepy for that, too, by the way, just on the subject. Like, y'all, stop twisting your heads around like the goddamn exorcist. <laughs> Owls are on another level, man. <laughs> Owls don't subscribe to our, <laughs> to our, the Silly way we want them spines. to be. <laughs> oh, your head only goes 180 degrees? <laughs> Noob. It's like, wow, peasant. (laughs) How does it feel to be a loser? Did you ever have to dissect an owl pellet in school? I don't. I don't remember. Honestly, I know we did frogs at my school. Like, we definitely did the traditional frogs. And that was rough for me. I did not like dissect. I was not a fan of dissecting. Really? Yeah. It didn't, like, upset me. I just didn't really want to do it. (laughs) I just remember that. I was That's like, fair. I don't really want to cut this frog open. Um, but owl pellets, I don't remember. I don't remember okay. if we did that. We did owl pellets, and you could basically, you so you, like an owl pellet is just basically what the owl throws up after it's finished digesting. It's like a hairball almost. And then you mm-hmm. pick it apart, and you could put, we would have to like glue the skeleton back together of like a mouse or whatever it had eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my first introduction to owls. But I do think that they're such cool animals. And a lot of times owls are tied to different like folklore or different like um, stories. Like an owl is seen as like an ancient wise thing. Or, or if, I remember hearing this thing this one time where if you see an owl, then it either means that like death is upon you or it means that a loved one who has passed away is like coming to visit you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, those are two very different things. <laughs> right. I need you guys to figure it out. Cause, um, <laughs> Mixed what? messages yeah, on yeah. that one. Getting a lot of cross signals on that. But I thought it was cool that they used an owl in this. I think it gives some really cool imagery. And yeah. I liked that idea of everybody seeing seeing it the same way. Like, I like that it wasn't a different animal for everybody. It was the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the I will say, like, distort if you distort the image of an owl, you know, like you lengthen it a little bit and, like, blur it out. It does look very alien-esque. Like, I'm not gonna, mm. I'm not gonna front and say that it doesn't. Uh, I think that, for yeah. just a visual, on a visual level, like the face of an owl, the facial structure is very similar to what I think a lot of people conceptualize as what an alien would look like. Yeah. That like gray matter looking face. Particularly the eyes. And I feel like for a lot of people, because this is the image that we've seen a lot on movies and tv but aliens usually have huge eyes yeah 
And so I feel like if you took the face of an owl and just saw it pressed up against your window, you'd, you'd probably freak, you'd freak notice out a little that. bit. <laughs> oh, fuck. But I mean, I guess it's the day I die. That would for sure be like, yeah, death is upon you. Because I'd be like, well, <laughs> it's been a good life. <laughs> um, Sat your window. Hoot, hoot, motherfucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the stress. Um, but let me ask you about how do you feel about this whole side plot? Because I feel like besides the entire thing with you know, all of that and Abigail really kind of trying to figure out what's going on. You also have this side plot with her and the sheriff. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about that whole aspect of the movie? Um, her with the sheriff. Okay. Um, so her with the sheriff and her with um, Abel, her colleague, I I liked it. I think it gave the movie some necessary tension to kind of move the plot along because like outside of the, let's be real outside of the alien stuff, like the plot to this movie is pretty thin. Um, so it's like in between the moments where we're seeing people relive their alien experiences, like we need something to fill that time. And I think having the skeptical sheriff along with the skeptical colleague, I think gives gives this movie some nice tension and both of those characters i think had good reason to act the way that they did towards abigail because like if you really conceptualize the things that are kind of happening here where um so the catalyst for all this is the sheriff knows that that abby is doing these um this study and doing this hypnosis on these people. Then we get the instance with Tommy where he murders his family. And now it's like, okay, I don't really know what you're doing in that room with these people. But all that I do know now is that one of the people who was going to go see you just got hypnotized and then murdered their whole family. So, yeah, I'm looking at you a little sus right now, just from a mm -hmm. from a police standpoint. Right. And then the fact that he tells her to stop doing the study after that, and she continues to do it, um, which I'm sure push his buttons as things get more, get progressively worse with Scott then going to her and then getting his spine broken. You were there. I can't explain it. I can't tell me what happened. How'd he break his back? I put him under there was something something was inside of him that that twisted his body and 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 that's something that must, something was it. inside of him and it twisted his body and you have proof of this i didn't record it it was all distorted abby how in god's name am i supposed to believe this huh i know what i saw yeah what you saw i know what, what I saw. what you saw abby what you're doing is hurting people very obviously now, my heart goes out to you. It really does. What you've been through, I understand that. But you leave me no choice. You have the right to remain silent. Um, I believed it. I believed it. And then I also believed that her colleague, until he actually experiences some of this stuff himself, is very skeptical when his, you know, very smart, intelligent um, colleague comes to him and says, yeah, I think people are being abducted by aliens on a human level. I think all of us would have a very similar reaction of like, you're kidding, right? Like there's no way that mm -hmm. you seriously think people are being abducted. 
Right. So having these having these two forces push against Abby as she's trying to figure this all out, I think was a good was a good choice by the by the director um, and the movie to keep us interested in what's happening outside of the actual hypnosis sessions. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I I do think it was necessary for her to have some kind of outside perspective that did not believe. But I wish, I almost wish we had gotten less of the sheriff and more of her with her kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know why we needed the sheriff. I know why he was necessary. I hated him with Every fiber of my being. Oh yeah, he was. Mainly, he was such a dick. He was. No. All like him. Him doing his job aside, he was a total dick. There were so. There are more people in the room who could corroborate her story, and he still. He just was so unwilling to believe that anything else could be happening and also the video despite the fact that every time she tries to get something on video as soon as the aliens get involved the video glitches out even though it's glitching out you can still see a little bit of what's happening and hear what's happening Mm -hmm. i was like abby baby please just show him the tapes yeah please play the tapes for him i know it's distorted i know it is but just do your best and and i I like the just how Dr. Abel is having a really hard time processing things, right? Mm-hmm. Even once something happens, he when he's talking to the sheriff, he can't even really say what happened because he's the one that comes in and stops Abby from getting arrested. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, I was in the room. But he can't even really say what he saw because it's almost too much for him to admit and even in the end, after he's been abducted, he can't admit it to the sheriff. He just kind of keeps quiet and continues to let Abby look like she's insane. But the one time I didn't agree with the one time, I never agreed <laughs> with the sheriff. But the one time I was like, all right, you're really reaching, is I was really, really excited for when... The police officer said, okay, your house is on 24-hour surveillance watch. I was really, really excited because I was like, oh, they're going to see something happen. And it's going to be this whole thing, right? And I mean, it kind of was, but not in the way that I was expecting. It's like nobody believed him. And then her daughter got taken away and is never to be seen again and the sheriff just thinks that she did it and i'm like it's your fault that your police officer fell asleep and wasn't paying attention he was the one that called you talking Mm -hmm. about some crazy mess you get here they didn't even know that you were here you get here and she's crying because her daughter's been kidnapped she didn't know you were there like why would she be crying about why would she have pretended to kidnap her daughter Okay, her son was the one that came in and saw the daughter was missing, presumably went and woke the mom up. Mm -hmm. The mom is sitting in the room crying, upset. The police show up unattended, or not unattended, 
<laughs> they show up running wild. <laughs> no parental guardians. <laughs> yeah, they show up unannounced. Fully nude, just running through the <laughs> entire home. Just absolutely busting through doors. <laughs> and she had no idea they were coming. And the sheriff is like, you did it. It was you in the laboratory with the candlestick. Colonel Mustard. Why <laughs> would it have been her? I mean, I get that he just didn't want to believe what she was saying, but you also now have a police officer that's saying the same thing. You don't need to believe that it's aliens, but I did think that he made a hell of a jump, a hell of a conclusion jump there. And I know that he probably was just at the end of his rope with her and you find out why later you find out that you know she has definitely been regressing or repressing some things yeah. and she has not been seeing things the way that they really are so then you understand more from his point of view but oh man i don't often want to punch people but oh my knuckles were ready. I had them ready. <laughs> I had them winding up because <laughs> I was ready. I was ready to box. <laughs> yeah. It was less I was upset that um, that he was skeptical that there were aliens and more that he just seemed bad at the whole sheriff thing. Oh, my <laughs> God. He was horrible at it's it. It's like it you're seems. not actually solving any of this stuff, it seems like. And so now now your residents are taking to coming up with their own theories and you're pissed about that. Like, perhaps if you caught some of these kidnappers or ne'er-do-wells, maybe your town would think a little bit more highly of your authority um, and yeah, having one of your police officers tell you that this happened and you're still just like, ah, rah, 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 it's her. She's the maniacal mastermind behind it all. It's like, come on, that's, 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 you're overstepping now. You're overstepping. Yeah, <laughs> sir, can you please back it back into your lane? Because you are absolutely swerving into everybody else's. Um, but I do really, really like this reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because this entire movie, Abby is trying to remember what happened the night that her husband was murdered. And I, the and you know, I'm waiting the whole movie to, to find out that it was the aliens. They did something to him and they the aliens have some kind of a vendetta against her family. Um, and then we find out at the end that her husband shot himself because... Presumably, and tell me if you also felt this way, I assumed that very similarly to Tommy, her husband, you know, was having these situations with these aliens and it became too much for him Mm -hmm. and he didn't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. And so that's because, you know, throughout the whole thing, it's like he was doing... He was doing research on Nome, Alaska, right? And he was trying to correlate that to UFO UFO abductions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he okay. was he was yeah, her husband was the one initially who started this whole um research study in the first place. So it I was of the same mindset. It makes a lot of sense that he just got a little too deep into this particular study and then Similarly to Tommy, um, his brain just couldn't handle what he ended up finding out. So, you know, he ends up taking his own life, which, yeah, I did not see that reveal coming um, at all. And I also didn't 
see her admitting to it coming as well where like she is very much like yeah no that is actually what happened right i i because i thought she was gonna be like no no like that's what they want you to think or something but no she she's like yeah yeah i just couldn't accept it yeah which is just like like, okay okay. well now the rest of the movie the whole validity just kind of went out the window which you know i think they did that on purpose to like make you now start like here we're going to present you with all this evidence of these things that we believe have happened but we're also going to give you the context here of that um dr abigail isn't fully there due to her past and now it it leaves a lot of things up for debate Right. But that's another, as much as I like that reveal, it's almost another con that I had that I think would have made this movie a little bit better is if they had made it more subjective. Because we so heavily follow Abigail's story, we obviously see that it's aliens. Mm -hmm. Like, from everything that we see from her point of view and that we are shown, we know that this is what's really happening, um, but just that no one really believes her. And maybe if we hadn't been so much following her actual life and everything we saw was like found footage, uh, you know, different video tapes they found from her, different tape recordings and stuff. And then for and then we could put the puzzle together ourselves. And then we find that out at the end and then you have to sit almost say, "Oh, well then maybe it never was aliens, maybe it was her all along." But we don't really get the chance to do that because we as the viewers know that it was aliens. Mm-hmm. And like so. we've seen it at this point too, so it's just kind yeah. of <laughs> We saw her get absolutely lifted in the air. Her mouth, her mouth unhinged like a praying mantis. And I was like, it's alien. It had, no, you can't tell me anything else. Like, yeah. So having <laughs> her, know. having her just openly admit that like, yeah, sh- this is that him being murdered was a lie and all that stuff. It's kind of rough because like up until that point, we, even though we've had skeptics towards her, we as the audience like you said, haven't had a reason to be skeptical of her because we're witnessing these things in real time with her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of throwing that at the end, it's kind of like a, a question of, like, what are you trying to do throughout the movie, I suppose? Right. Like, what's the what's the end goal here? Which I think kind of brings us to a very key thing that I'm sure some of the homies may be wondering is... Is this real? The answer is no. <laughs> it's not real. It ain't. The answer is, unfortunately, homies, no. None of this is real. Um, it is completely embellished from the found footage to Dr. Abigail herself, who is actually an actress named Charlotte Milchard. Um, which, that that did throw me. Like, it's, that's, that's my biggest con I think with this movie is like I said at the beginning of the episode, this film takes itself very seriously. And now they do preface everything with, um, you know, what you believe is up to you. So they do kind of like cover their bases with that statement. 
as like they're telling a quote unquote true story, but whether or not you believe this true story is completely your choice. It's an optional thing. Mm -hmm. However, unlike other found footage stuff, this movie just kind of lies about it, in my opinion, <laughs> right? Like they just the, like they present you with just a a metric fuck ton of lies, and then tell you from a very um uh very serious standpoint, like, hey, this is a, this is a true story based on true events, and it's like, no, it's not, right? This is this, this is a lie. All this is a lie. There's no part of this that is a that that is true, right? None of it. Not a, not a damn thing. And I'm like, all the hoops y'all were jumping through to really really sell it that this is true, which I guess is fine, but uh, I don't know. It, it it's something I so basically. What I said at the beginning is true. All that stuff is true about Nome, Alaska. However, you know, they, those people that went missing, those are real people from that town that, you know, are, are never going to be seen again, that their, their families are never going to see them again. And it's a horrible thing. And this movie kind of capitalized on that and said yeah. oh this is real we're basing this on a real thing of from Nome Alaska and now all these people all they think of Nome Alaska is it's the UFO place with from yeah. the fourth kind and that all these people especially because in this movie they portray it as oh well uh there's all you know it's a it's suicide from aliens or like you know it, it the way that they spin it and if you think that this is real you might have a kind of a skewed idea about Nome, Alaska that's can't be proven really to true. be true. Yeah. Yeah. Even even the mayor during the like filming during the release, um, Mayor Denise Michaels was <laughs> very critical about how they portrayed and advertised this film, like essentially saying that she hoped people realize that this is a hundred percent a science fiction thriller. And that this is just for entertainment. Like, they weren't trying to put a... Which, by the way, homies, um, if there was footage of a guy murdering his family along with people levitating in chairs, um, this stuff would be on the internet already or would be in the hands of actual officials. They would not be <laughs> being shown over a big screen specifically right. just for a movie with an introduction uh, by mila jovovich like <laughs> right <laughs> it's, one, it's one of those things where it's like and i did say at the beginning that for these kind of movies they're more enjoyable when you believe that it's true and like they are they are i, I don't yeah i don't step back on that statement however you know, use your best wisdom after watching the movie of like this particular this movie in particular like it takes all of like five seconds of actual background research to find out that everything in this movie is basically false right and well and of course now i i feel like it's kind of the same thing as like when paranormal activity came out when blair witch project came out movies like that come out and kind of the hype surrounding them um you don't automatically think, oh, well, this isn't real. Because it's it, it's meant to seem like it's real. They take as many lengths as they can to make it seem like it's real. So I could understand why this coming out in 2009, people wouldn't immediately think, oh, I got to look this up because this is probably fake. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I can understand wanting to believe it, especially 
especially with that introduction, I feel like that really makes it seem like it could possibly be real. Yeah. Because, like, what other movie would you see where that would happen? Yeah, unless, where they go out of their way to do that. Yeah, unless it's actually documentary of some sort. And they're like, oh. And, like, the fact that they omit names throughout it. They blur stuff out. Like, they have, at, over the ending credits, they have, you know, different calls that came in about ufo sightings they have that thing at the end where they're like oh this that the actual person didn't want to partake in the documentary this real person moved away you know yeah there's so much effort and care put into this movie to make it seem like it is real and even if you didn't think it was real you could still think oh this is based on an actual account from someone by nome alaska Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe maybe Abigail Tyler's not real, but I bet that this is based on a real person and they changed the names. You know, like, mm-hmm. you could still think that kind of stuff. And it's like, there's no proof of that. Like, Yeah, there's none. There's absolutely none. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you if you left this movie thinking, like, holy shit, Nomalaska's wild and there's aliens flying around scooping people up, um, they're not. They're not. <laughs> no, there's um, there's no way about. You're more likely to get scooped up by a moose. <laughs> true. This is actually true. <laughs> in case you guys didn't know, moose are very yeah. dangerous animals, and you yeah. should stay very far away. My sister got chased by a moose when we lived in Alaska. <laughs> I remember you telling me this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine, everyone. She's fine. She's alive. She's great. She's listening to the podcast right now. I'm sure. Hey. <laughs> All right, so on that note, shall we rate this one? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I'm thinking either out of owls or we could rate it out of... Out I, was, of I think I was game for owls the moment you said it. You want to do owls? Yeah. Okay, also before, before we rate it, can I just say, okay, you know that scene where they show her and she's like, in the quote-unquote spaceship mm-hmm. she's in like that white room or whatever and there's this in this tool behind her yeah didn't that look like an egg beater it's like they just put an egg beater <laughs> and like on like a drill and we're moving it really really fast i don't know i feel like they just scooped up an ep- or a scene from the fifth element and just tossed it in and we're like <laughs> that's a wrap <laughs> I tell I'm tell I'm telling you, Mila Jovovich in every movie that she's in, she always has a scene like that where she's naked. She's and buys weird technology, dude. Like every time. Yeah. It's part of her I don't know, her requirements. <laughs> she has it in her contract for every film. Um I request a um tastefully nude scene near some electronics please and thank you yeah they were like fuck we don't have anything the director was like grab that egg beater Uh." (laughs) (laughs) Um, i didn't notice it though i'll look back and see (laughs) but now that may have ruined it where like from now on i'm just gonna see it and i'm gonna think egg beater (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no scrambled mila please please let me know uh, if you go back and watch it because that was just the first thing i thought of and it's just because i like I said earlier, I always think of like what kind of tools would aliens used use or whatever, and that was just kind of funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but would you like to go first? Uh, okay, sure. So I think for this film, 
I I went to this film like I suggested, where I just assumed everything that was happening was true, and I did have a good time watching it. Um, I thought the the scenes, specifically the hypnosis scenes, were very tense. Um, I liked that they went out of their way to continue to build upon the tension every time. And I love the mystery surrounding what was actually happening to these people and um, trying to kind of piece together the story for for ourselves. Um, That being said, though, once you find out that all of it isn't real and um, you go even further to find out that the things that they portrayed as potentially more realistic than others are also fake it really really hurts the credibility of this film and it makes me wonder why they went this route when they knew for a fact that there was nothing supporting um that any of this stuff was true i think had they taken this movie and just gone more the dramatic route and just made a thriller sci-fi about aliens in lieu of paranormal activity or something like that they would have had a stronger movie but based on what we got i gotta give this one like a two and a half out of five owls Mm -hmm. i think is where i'd sit okay i'm i'm gonna agree with you yeah i i'm falling in the same category i actually think that the story of this is really, really interesting. And the elements that they use in it are creative, to me at least. Um, And there is a certain quality to the story that, if you really think about it, is creepy. And I just think that the way that they executed it was not the best way to tell this story. I understood what they were going for, but I think this is another instance of style over substance in the sense that they chose to go this way and they wanted it to seem like it was real and, you know, they threw all of their eggs in that basket and because of that i think that the story suffered at times Mm -hmm. and wasn't completely the focus and had it been this movie would have been a lot better for me um it just needed a little bit more of something and i don't know what it was and i don't think that this is a (laughs) boy this movie held my attention throughout but it is a slow Mm -hmm. movie like, it, it is a bit of a slow-paced movie. There are times when it's just kind of people talking, which can be fine, but I think they could have fixed that. I think they could have moved some things around and fixed it and tried something different, and this probably would have hit a lot better. And I could see how maybe people would could find this movie boring because it is slow and... It's more of like a lot of information mixed with a little bit of action. So I could see where that would be kind of like a negative for people. I I didn't mind it. I didn't really think that it was... It wasn't boring to me because I was interested in the story enough that it kept my attention. Um, so yeah, 2.5 owls for sure for this one. I actually... By the end of it, I will say, 
by the end of it, I liked it a lot more. When we once we got to the middle of this movie, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like mm-hmm. this. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I was thinking of the rating in my head, and I was like, Oh my god, what Anthony's gonna? gonna kill me. This is- <laughs> what am I gonna tell my boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to break it to him. I'm like packing my bags. I'm ready to leave a note. <laughs> but then by the end of it, uh, I do definitely think the second half of this movie is better. And by the end of it, I felt good about it. I just wished for more than what we were yeah. given. I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it was still a fun movie. Like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed watching the movie. It's just like it just tried so hard, oh, yeah. so hard to be true. And I'm like, you didn't have to, and that ultimately ended up kind of screwing it for you guys. I think they really, you know, for me, they could have just slapped a based on true events at the beginning of the movie and just done a full dramatization, and I probably would have liked the movie more. Yeah, just go. Go into the fantasy. Go in. Go. Go in there. Like, stop trying to run at, run along behind the Blair Witch projects and the and the paranormal activities. Just mm-hmm. do your own thing. Yeah, or go for even if you wanted to do that. You know what? Go for like a Poughkeepsie tape type thing. Poughkeepsie mm-hmm. tapes is not the best movie, but I think that that style that that movie is is would have suited this movie much more because that is definitely more of like straight up interviews and then they weave in clips of things yeah and it's very obviously you know we're following this story that's all told documentary-esque mockumentary-esque style if this movie would have leaned into that more and just accepted that like hey you know what you can believe it if you want but like if you don't whatever it's just a movie oh my god we would be this would be we would have so many owls flying around right now the most owls yeah so this is one of the things where like maybe a different approach would have done this movie some good Mm -hmm. but even with that being said if you go into it just like and you can suspend your disbelief for an hour and some change it's still fun and it's still it's a a fun take on aliens and alien abductions and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um there was there was a little one little bit of information that i did find that i want to say before i forgot is the the term they keep using um in big heated moments of alien goodness um the like zimabu eater or whatever Mm -hmm. they say uh so there's a lot of fan theories going around about what that actually means um and in the movie we are told that it's a from an ancient sumerian language and there are a couple of theories going around that it could mean soon nothing will remain, um, kill everyone or help us are three very popular translations of it. However, I think at this point in time, the consensus is the phrase is actually untranslatable to Sumerian because several of the sounds that exist within that phrase do not exist in the incomplete lexicon of the Sumerian language that we have. So hmm. the actual phrase don't mean shit as far yeah. as I know. Another lie. Another How lie. How many times are you going to lie to us? <laughs> Movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. So consensus is 2.5 owls for the fourth kind. Um, so yeah, homies. Let us know your thoughts on this one. 
I'm very, I'm very, very interested. This is kind of a, this is one of those, this is another one of those movies where looking up ratings on it, there's no middle ground. People Mm -hmm. either love this movie or they hate it. Like I have not seen any middling reviews. I've either seen that this movie was really creepy and people really enjoyed it. And then I've seen people that, you know, never want to see this movie again. So I'm I'm interested. So but when then there's us who are the middling ground. Like I feel like we were <laughs> like we're smack dab in the middle. Um giving a voice to the unheard. Yeah. Power to the power to the like middle ground. Those people who are like, oh yeah. It's it was all right. Um but yeah, let us know what you think of this movie, homies. Um and also Please recommend more alien movies to us if you'd like. Yes, please. Because I'm I'm not super especially newer ones. Um if you have an alien movie that you've seen that you are like, "Oh my god, this one is like really scared me." Please let us know because I I think I've mentioned this before, alien movies are the ones that don't necessarily ever scare or creep me out. But I would like to watch one that does. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you guys have any recommendations for us, then you can shoot those over to us on social media. We are Homies of Horror on all of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, or if you prefer, you can always email us. We are Homies of Horror at gmail.com. Um, so if you have any requests or recommendations for anything, please feel free to reach out to us. Or if you just want to talk about horror movies in general, we are also still streaming every single Monday. We uh, stream on Twitch. We play some spooky games. We talk some more about scary movies and we just have a good time. So um, if you want to hit them with the Twitch name, Roshane. Of course. Yeah, guys, check us out every Monday at 6 p.m. PST uh, over on my Twitch channel, Just Roshane, where currently we have a little homie night um, every Monday where we get to hang out live with you guys. So if you want to come talk to us in real time, that's a great place to uh, stop by and say hello. We always love seeing you guys there. Yes, definitely. Um, Please come check us out. Uh, That is also in our bio on instagram so i'll just call it the bio uh yeah okay I think it's bio. <laughs> i'm like i think so yeah. so yeah um that is that the name of the twitch channel is also in our instagram um so you can always go and click on it there as well and as always homies we would very very much love and appreciate you all if you would go over to apple podcasts and leave us a rating or a review we love to hear from you, homies, and hear what you are loving and what you're thinking about the show. So please head on over there and throw some ratings on that bitch, if you will. Um, but other than that, I think that is it for us this week. We will be seeing you, homies, next Monday as usual, and we hope you have a great rest of your week. Catch you later, homies. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>